This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers podcast. I'm your host, Neil. With me today is my guest and good friend, Marcus Grant from the NFL Network. If you're a regular to the show, you've heard Marcus probably three or four times already on here, so you know he's a good dude and you know the conversation's always fun. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm glad that you've subscribed to us. I'm glad that you've given us a shot. Um, I promise you we're like nothing else that you've listened to, and uh, I really hope that you enjoy that fact that we're going to talk about football, fantasy football, McGregor versus Mayweather, the Eclipse. We're even going to talk about sanding a bike. Sanding bicycles. That's how crazy we get here. We get crazy. <laughs> Welcome, though. Seriously, I appreciate you for subscribing. Guys, don't forget that the Cloud Dodgers podcast is sponsored by No Halftime, which is a daily fantasy sports app that if you're not playing currently, I can assure you that you're not playing any DFS like it. It is a player versus player model, right? So Ezekiel Elliott versus David Johnson or Tom Brady versus Antonio Brown. You can get crazy like that. But what I'm doing for you is I'm going to give you a promo code, CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K. If you use it today, you're going to get $5 instantly to use on the app. The best way for me that I find to, to use that so that you can kind of experience it in the best way is to also have a friend or a family member or you know someone that you want to challenge on there. Do the same thing so you both get the $5. And this way you can challenge each other and get a good feel for it and maybe settle a little beef that you have. Um, and that's the best way to get a feel for it, in my opinion. That's just my recommendation, but use the promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K, and you'll get $5 instantly to use on there. If you want to do DFS like nobody else is doing it, no halftime is where it's at. You could do it on your iPhone, your Android, the computer, wherever you want. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and get to the conversation with Marcus Grant. See you on the other end. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot go with him. Can't do it. Marcus, welcome back to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. How are you doing today, sir? Dude, it's a beautiful day in Southern California, and uh, football season's around the corner, so I got no complaints, man. I hear you, man. I hear you. It feels like it's been a while since we last spoke. I think it was it during the season we last the last time we had talked to you. I, f- I think the last time we talked was during the World Series. I think uh, oh, I think yeah. I was somewhere watching watching Game Seven of the World Series when we were talking. Yeah, I do remember that. You are right. I do remember that. You were at like a bar or something. I think, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so so yep, yep. so since then, I mean, a lot of things have obviously changed in the world, and a, and a lot of things have remained the same. But you know, before we talk football, I do want to just catch up with you a little bit. If that's all right. That's cool. Okay. Cool. So you know, because you work for the NFL Network, I feel like a lot of people wonder like what you guys do. You know, when, when NFL takes a break, you know, as far as from our TV screens, I guess. Um, I follow you, obviously, on, on social media and whatnot. And I see you out there traveling the world, man. Yeah, you know, I took a little vacay this year. Um, it, it, you know, the last – so I have some friends from college. There's three of us. And, and every year, because we don't get to see each other a lot anymore, uh, we decided, you know, the three of us will take a trip somewhere around the world. Uh, last year, uh, we went to, uh, went to Amsterdam, went to Ireland. This year, we decided we'd go to Scotland – uh, I threw over a little stop in Barcelona uh, before that too. So, uh, yeah, you know, like, like there's no real off season for us. There's always something going on, right. but there's like there's like a six week kind of slow period that starts. Usually starts, uh, you know, start of June goes through mid to late July. So six to eight weeks. That's pretty much when everybody at the network sort of flees the area for at least a week or two just to kind of get ready, get themselves recharged. So, uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to, to be able to, to get to Europe for 10 days and, and see some things and go to some places I've never been before. And uh, 
you know, it was great. I had a good time. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Always recommend if you have an opportunity, uh, you know, if you can travel, I absolutely recommend it. It's always just kind of eye opening. I think it just, it's just enriching for, for your life. And it's you know usually a lot of fun too. Yeah. I was going to say, I figured you guys had some kind of window there. Cause I seen like harmony and stuff. It seemed like you guys were all going somewhere at the same time. And I was like, that must be a little window that they got there. They could travel on or something. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was kind of funny too. Cause you know, like I, I would be places and I would you know take a picture of my, maybe post it on Instagram. And I go through my Instagram feed and I see all my coworkers posting vacation pictures <laughs> from different places uh, around the country and around the world. I'm like, yeah, so everybody, everybody pretty much bailed out right around the same time. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. So, so, so did, I mean, do you travel like that often or is this like a new thing? I mean, how, how is it you think you're going to continue doing that or what? Well, you know, I know, it's, you know, so as a kid, we always took a family vacation. Like my, my dad made it a point to take us somewhere. Uh, you know, usually it was, you know, we pile in the car, like, you know, my parents and my sister and I would usually pile in the car and we'd drive somewhere. Um, and so like lately, yeah, I've, I've tried to expand a little bit. I've, I've been you know, fortunate enough to be able to, to kind of take some bigger trips. Uh, and I do, I, I really just kind of want to make it a point to, to go as many places as I can. I mean, it's, it's a big, huge world out there. And if, if I'm lucky enough to be able to go see parts of it, then, then that's what I'm going to do. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where if you've ever traveled internationally, once you do it once, you kind of get a bug for it. And it's, it's something you want to do uh, as many times as possible. Yeah. That's what it seems like whenever I talk to people, like yeah i went here i went here i went there it's like dang we go everywhere once you start going <laughs> what, what, what do you take away the most so like when you go to these places is it just like the cult the different cultures and the people is it just like a totally different world right Every, everywhere you go feels different yeah it really is um you know it, it, you're right every place feels a little bit different uh you know there's definitely yeah i i enjoy uh, i enjoy sampling the food and drink in different places wherever <laughs> i go but you know just as much fun is meeting people from other parts of the world and and kind of you talking to them about you know, what is what it's like where they're from and comparing notes with, you know, being, being an American and, and, and going abroad and that sort of thing. Or even just, you know, it's funny. The one, the one thing you notice is being in a place, especially if you don't speak the language or if you don't speak the language well, um, you start to gravitate toward anybody you hear speaking English. You know, you, <laughs> you start making friends. And so if you're somewhere where maybe you're not all that great on the language, you hear somebody speaking English, you immediately walk over, you're like, Hey, you sound American, you know, yeah. and that's how you find some it. little common good, ground. Right. It is. It's a good, quick, easy way. I mean, I was in Barcelona. I was on a walking tour and I, uh, you know, I met a, a woman who had graduated from like Auburn. You know, I, I have nothing in common. I've never been to, to Auburn. I never, I don't know much about it other than they, they play good football down there, but Hey, it was like, Hey, you speak English. Let's, let's hang out for like an hour <laughs> exactly. and just be friends for a little bit. That is hilarious. I mean, and of course I got to ask, I mean, if you could recommend any, you know, one place, where would you tell people to go? If you had to recommend one so far? Oh man. I, for my money, I I loved Rio, man. I went to Rio years ago, um, and and was in Brazil for a while. But something about Rio, the city of Rio, was magical because it 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 sort of has a big city feel because it is you know it's a big city, but there's uh so there's the kind of cosmopolitan aspect to it. There's nature. I mean, you've got mountains and kind of forests within the city, and you've got the beaches, and I mean, it just it literally had a little bit of everything, and the vibe was just so cool and so relaxed, and the people were great. Um, you know, I, I absolutely love, it. and you know, if you're in a Brazilian women are awesome. So I, <laughs> I had, I had a great time. I've yeah. never been back, but I would go back in a heartbeat. I don't think you have any arguments on that fact. Um, <laughs> uh, now, you know, uh, during, during the off season, you also did like these episodes, uh, on bumpers, right. Where you did like these recaps of, uh, the 1974 <laughs> yeah. show, right. Kolchak, is it the, 19- Kolchak, the night stalker? Yeah. yeah. What, what made you decide to do that? Uh, a little bit of boredom, uh, to be honest with you. So it was a show uh, that years, a couple of years ago, I, I don't remember what I was watching on Netflix, but you know, you get those those Netflix recommendations that pop up, and that show showed up, and I didn't know anything about it. The only thing I knew about it was that the star of the show was also the dad from the movie A Christmas Story. Right. So I was like, oh, whatever. You know, I was bored at home. I started watching it on Netflix. I think I watched like four or five episodes and didn't keep up with it. And then it went away. And so I don't know why it came back. I think I saw it like on Amazon Prime or something like that. And so I I just wanted something to do kind of in the off season to kind of keep me engaged and and have a creative outlet. So I decided, you know, to heck with it. I'll, uh, I'll just watch all the episodes and I'll, I'll write recaps. I, I did a recap, you know, every week on my blog and I did one on bumpers, uh, which is actually really cool. You know, just, I have, I get nothing out of this, but a cool podcasting app, uh, if you want to do just kind of short form podcasts. So I, you know, I kind of did like a, a multimedia sort of thing. 
it was for nothing other than, like I said, just to keep me occupied during the summer. But it seems like people read them and had fun with them, and that's kind of all I wanted. So it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I, I do a Game of Thrones one here because I just love the show so much. I'm like, I can't help but right. connect with people and just talk about it, you know? And so I was, I'm always thinking, like, what other shows can I do this with? And I don't know, you know, Game of Thrones is incredibly popular, obviously. So it's hard to, you know, you got to find something that a lot of people like. But uh, it, was, right. it was cool to see you do that show, especially such an older show. You know, it was cool to see that. Um, so, man, it seems like, you know, you had an eventful offseason, right? But it's back to football, like you said. You know, we're going to kind of jump around here in the conversation and just try to cover as much as we can and, of course, have fun while we do it, which is always the goal here. So let's jump around a little bit. What I want to do with you is um, we do this thing called Clock Dodgers Rank Them. And it's okay. actually it's actually a mixture of things. There is some there's some football and then there's some other things that people send in and stuff, too. Um, so I'm basically going to give you three things and you just rank them as if like, you know, first round, second round, third round or however <laughs> you want to look okay. at it. OK, so the first one was sent in by at our Ruxin and he's basically throwing candy bars at you here, man. Um, Kit Kat, Snicker and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups rank them. Peanut butter cups is, is hands down. It's it's undefeated. It's it's first round pick in all formats for me. <laughs> uh, so that was number one. I would probably go Snickers two and Kit Kat three. Those are those are a little bit closer to each other. But I think I go I go Snickers in the number two spot and then Kit Kat third. I think I will. I think I'll go with you. Same with you. I, I'm not really a fan of Kit Kats to be honest. Um, just I don't know nothing good about them. But to me, it's nothing crazy about them. But let me ask you: With Reese's peanut butter cups, do you ever put them in the freezer or the fridge? You know, I put them in the fridge. I've never put them in the freezer. Um, that sounds kind of amazing. Though. I'm gonna have to try that. It's an underrated I, thing, know, I, man. It's underrated. I just love the fact. I just love chocolate and peanut butter kind of mixed together. Um, you know, like for me, like an undefeated thing is to go to the movies. If you decide to splurge on, on snacks at the movies, get your popcorn, put some Reese's pieces in them, and live your best life. <laughs> I've never tried that. So we got so we got some tips here for Reese's peanut butter cups, man. We got to <laughs> switch ideas here. <laughs> the next one, the next category is West Coast rappers, the OGs edition, man. So we got Snoop, Dr. Dre, and Ice Cube. Rank them. Ooh, I'm going to put Cube number one. I, I'm going to go Snoop. No, we're just talking just straight rapping. I'm going to go Cube one, uh, Snoop two, Dre three. Uh, just because Dre is you know, he's more of a producer than a rapper. I mean, if we were talking production, then, then Dre's number one. Uh, I just think Cube had that combination of being a rapper and a writer and a producer. Um, you know, Snoop obviously is a dope rapper. And then, and then Dre comes in third. Yeah. I think I think I'll go similar. I'm actually going to put Snoop first, though, um, and I'll put Dre second and Cube third. I don't know why. Wow. All, All right. right, I'm gonna mix All it right. up a little bit. I'm gonna mix it All up right. a little bit. <laughs> Wait a minute, how do you? But you're but you're a Raiders fan. Like, how do you put Cube? I know. Third, man? Well, you know, it's just, like, it's just come on. They've all wore Raider hats at one time or another. Gotta... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> the next category. This one's football. Um, rookie running backs highest scoring in PPR at the end of the season, and we got McCaffrey. Cook and Kamara. Uh, I'm going to go with them in the order that you just said them to me. McCaffrey, Cook, and then Kamara. Um, you know, I started to come around on Kamara. Like, I wasn't big on him during draft season. I, I didn't quite understand the hype. What I have seen from him in the last couple of preseason games shows that, you know, may, maybe I was premature on that, you know. Uh, the only problem right now is that he still has couple people in front of him i mean he's he's going to need something to happen with either adrian peterson or mark ingram in order to get those looks right mccaffrey is gonna mccaffrey is gonna be a stud from day one dalvin cook i think is gonna be a stud from day one um so i i would but I, i'd still go run cmc first dalvin Cook two and then i go kamara and what makes you pick cmc over cook is it just the team that he's in the line he's behind all that kind of stuff or you just think he's just a better player uh some of both i mean i do think he's a little bit of a better player than cook um you know he I loved and I love Dalvin Cook. I mean, watching his tape and watching him at Florida State, I, I loved what he did. I think McCaffrey's slightly better. I also think that we're going to see the Panthers really kind of shift their offense. Um, maybe not to completely accommodate McCaffrey, but I think they certainly they want to get the ball out of Cam Newton's hands. They don't want him taking as much punishment as he has the last couple of years. And I think a lot of that means a lot of short throws to uh, to Christian McCaffrey. The other part is. Um, I was one of those people who watched McCaffrey at Stanford and said, well, for all the things he does well, he's not all that great between the tackles or in short yardage. And what we've seen from him in the first two preseason games is that he maybe is a better between the tackles runner than a lot of us gave him credit for being. Which is crazy. <laughs> Makes him really good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's hard to argue that odor for sure. Um, so I'm definitely with you on that as well. Um, the next one, in your spare time, rank these three things. Read a book, play video games, or watch TV? And watching TV could be Netflix, anything like that. 
Right. Um, I'm going to go what I prefer. I would go read a book first, even though it's not always the first thing I do when I get home, but I would say, <laughs> read a book, then watch TV. I am not, I am not the gamer that I used to be. Like I used to be a big gamer. Uh, and then, you know, doing coming up through you know, media, do, doing sports media and working in minor league baseball and like at small radio stations, uh, it puts an impact on your, your personal finances. And so when I, uh, when I had to make some cuts in my leisure spending video games kind of got put <laughs> by the wayside. So like I, I used to be a huge gamer uh, and then just because of finances, what for a while went a long time without being able to buy new video games. So I just, I haven't quite come back the way I used to be. So I, I would definitely go read a book. Then I would go and, and watch TV and then video games would be third. Yeah, that's, that's a totally legit reason. The other reason is video games kind of consume a lot of time. Like for you to really get into it and be good at it, it's like you kind of got to give up a lot for it, right? I mean, at least in my past, that's what it seemed like. I had to give up a lot of time. You get kind of sucked into it and it's like you can't just step away after 30 minutes or reading a book, put it down after a certain amount of time. So it's kind of hard to, unless you're going to, you know, dedicate a lot of time, it's hard to put that up there, right? Right. <laughs> Except for, you know, like I know those people and I'm sure we all know those people. Like I knew guys growing up in high school and even in college who were just naturally great at video games. I mean, those guys who were just like, eh, I'm sure there were women too, but you know, I knew those guys who would just plug in the game and within like a half hour, they would be to like, you know, six, seven levels deep on something. And I'm like, I, I can barely figure out like how to turn around or something like that. So <laughs> there are those, there are all those people who are just great at it. I, I was never one of them, but those people exist. Yeah, we're in one of those times where people used to laugh at you for playing video games, but now people are really making a living out of it. So, you know, people yeah, are getting, people are getting no pretty doubt. damn good. <laughs> no doubt. All right, and the last one is for the rank them is uh, social media platforms, man. Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Rank them. Um, I'm going to go Twitter because that's the one that I, I spend a lot of time on. That's the one I communicate with the most people on. I, I think Twitter can be – whenever there's a major event that you know everybody is involved with like the eclipse today you know or when you're watching the super bowl or just some major event twitter is at its best uh then i'll go snapchat uh just because i i sort of like being able to kind of you know do short little videos or, or weird photos and and i've kind of uh use it to communicate with people instagram i'm starting to get better about i just I don't take a lot of pictures. <laughs> and so, yeah. uh, and like, and even when I take pictures on vacation, I'm rarely in them, which really irritates my mom. Uh, you know, she always wants to see <laughs> me in my vacation photos. And my response is, why do I need to be in the picture? I took it. I knew, I, you know, I know that I was there. Right. Um, so I'm getting better about Instagram and I'm trying to do more stuff on Instagram, but right now that's third for me. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I think I rank in the same way. I'm not on Snapchat at all. It's just still something I haven't picked up for some reason, but, uh, Instagram is cool. But like you said, it's hard if you're not posting pictures constantly on um, Twitter, it's easy right. to just kind of jump in and out of the conversations and like be involved, whether you're away for an hour, two hours a day, like it's easy to just keep getting back and forth into it. So I definitely agree, man. There's some funny ass people on, on Twitter. So there really uh, are. <laughs> yeah. There's like some people who need to be getting paid. Sometimes I'm on Twitter and I'm like, how is this app free? Like it just shouldn't be like, there's gotta be something here to this. <laughs> so yeah. So it's Twitter for me. Number one also. All right, man. So that's it for the rankums. That was fun. Um, I yeah. want, I want to jump into some questions because I got like, I think I want, I want to say there's like f between five and eight questions that I really wanted to, um, throw at you here from, from listeners. So, uh, we're going right. to jump over to those. The, um, the first one is from at two drink minimum. And he says, um, he has a, a league where he's in, it's a 12 team league, half point PPR. There's no tight end roster spot, but there's two flex spots where you can play a tight end. So he, he's basically asking how many and like, which tight ends do you think should actually be rostered in a league like that? Um, I mean, there's only a handful. I mean, you got, you know, guys like Gronk, uh, Kelsey, uh, you know, I'd say Greg Olson, although, you know, with, with Christian McCaffrey there, it'll be interesting to see how he gets used. Uh, Jordan Reed, of course, though, you have the injury, you know, the injury concerns with a guy like Jordan Reed. Uh, those are the guys I think you definitely probably put in that list. Um, uh, if you're talking about half point PPR, I don't know. You've got touchdown upside in Tyler Eifert, but I don't know if it if it's worth enough to to, to roster him. Maybe you take a, a flyer on a guy like Martellus Bennett, who I really like a lot and who is a is hanging around late in a lot of drafts. Um, but because the tight end position generally doesn't give you a lot of production, it's going to be hard to to count on. I mean, you you look at you go back and look at the tight end numbers from last year, and there are a lot of guys kind of in that hanging around the bottom part of the top 10 or just outside the top 10 and their numbers are kind of gross. So that's, that's where we are. So there, there are probably only 
maybe five at the most. There are you know, two or three that are definite, maybe five at the most if you expand it that are worth a roster spot in a league like that. Yeah, I'd say a couple of other guys, probably like Jimmy Graham, right? We got a Jimmy list. Graham's one. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and then a guy, I don't know, Kyle Rudolph, man, he kind of had a good year last year. You know, he could be there. PPR makes it tough, and if you don't need to do it, but um, people like Zach Ertz and Walker. So there's some guys that are like fringe, you know what I mean, that right. may outplay some wide receivers. But I definitely agree with you. Without a definite tight end spot, it's kind of like, eh. Not exciting. <laughs> <laughs> right. if, I don't, if I don't have to draft one, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Might I just put a guy in there who might get a touchdown for 80 yards and just say <laughs> right. All right. The next one is from at Von Miller, the goat. And he says, what are your thoughts on, on Powell and Abdullah? Just straightforward. Um, well, I, I'm liking Blau Powell more and more by the day. I mean, there, there's there's nothing there in New York. I mean, yeah. the, the quarterback situation's a mess. You're looking at a situation where Robbie Anderson may be your number one wide receiver. I mean, Robbie Anderson would probably be the third or fourth wide receiver at best on a lot of other teams around the league. Um, you know, and now there's concern about whether Matt Forte will be ready for week one. I mean, it's 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 going to be gross. It's and bad. so Blau Bilal Powell is the only only player on that team that I think is is remotely draftable from a fantasy perspective. Uh, he looks even better in PPR leagues simply because he catches the ball so well out of the backfield. So, uh, you know, uh, Powell is there. I think he's kind of a low-end RB2 right now just because the Jets' offense is going to be terrible, but he's certainly worth a look. Um, Abdul is another one who I think is, is probably a low-end RB2. I, I am not completely sure what the Lions are going to do with him. I know they want him to be their primary back, but you know, they also still have Theo Riddick, who is basically Amir Abdullah light. Um, and he's going to get a lot of work in that backfield as well. Plus, they've got all those pass catchers, whether it's, you know, Golden Tate or Marvin Jones, Eric Ebron. Now, Kenny Galladay is starting to get a whole lot of love yep. uh, across fantasy Twitter. So, uh, Abdul, like I said, he's kind of a low-end RB2, definitely a risk-reward sort of guy. I think I, I might even feel better with him as maybe a flex option this year. Wow, yeah. I like Abdul a lot. Uh, for some reason, I'm just – I got the bug, man. I, I don't know what all it right. is. I just feel like, you know, when you see those things and you see them flashing on tape and it's just like, oh, man, like what he can be. But the old always got a reference like you said the reddick thing it's like kind of caps them and it just annoys you a little bit but i just can't i can't let them go man well look i, I don't look i remember i'm old enough to remember that uh, that first preseason game he played with the lions a couple of years ago and uh he made a cut like he got i think he got a handoff and he made a, just a quick cut and completely wrecked some linebackers world and everybody went berserk. It yeah. was all over my Twitter timeline. And I think I think just on that play alone, Abdullah moved up about three rounds in ADP. <laughs> uh, and it didn't quite work out. So no, I understand it. I get it. Um, I'm, I I tend to be the fantasy skeptic. So I'm, I'm a little more cautious. That's fair. That's fair. Um, the next guy, uh, next question is at uh, Hoff. And he says, in a league where you only get five waiver moves, so you can only make five waiver moves for the whole Oof. season. I've never been in a league like that. That's interesting. Um, what would you do about kickers by week? He said, would you draft two kickers? Would you just draft one and use one of your waivers on, on that? Or would you just take a, a, you know zero points for one of the weeks on the bye week? I would actually probably just take a zero on one week. Like I don't really want to draft a second kicker. Uh, and I, you know, if I only have five waiver moves, um, then I want, I don't want to, I don't want to use one on a kicker, not knowing what else could happen. If somebody's going to get hurt or anything like that, or somebody just gets hot that I want to replace, uh, you know, with somebody on my roster with. So uh, I, I think that's one where I, I would just probably take the zero and hope that somebody else on my roster that week can kind of make up the difference. Um, you know, I, I've actually played in the leagues where you have a, a cap on roster moves. Uh, I think when I played in, I think you could make eight or ten moves during the season. If you went over that, then you just kicked in a few extra, uh, a few extra dollars to the pot. So it does. It changes the way you draft because you know that – you know, at some point you're going to have to make a move to replace somebody, but I think kicker's one where you can kind of get away with, with not getting a whole lot of production. Yeah, I agree with you. That's probably the one position where you're like, all right, <laughs> you know, we can, we can let this one slide. I'll take a zero. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, the next one is from at BD, Duff, uh, BD Duff, and he says, when is Fancy Live going to be on TV via NFL? Uh, it'll, be, it'll be back on your TV screen September 4th. Um, so that is the uh, the Monday the Monday leading up to the season kickoff. Uh, we will be back on NFL Network September fourth. Uh, I don't exactly. I think I believe it's five p.m. Eastern, but don't quote me a hundred percent on that. But uh, just keep watching NFL Network. Keep watching Twitter. Uh, we'll have plenty of promos for you in the next week or two to come. So it it, it will be back before you know it. Yeah, some anxious viewers, man. 
They're waiting. I know. They're patiently waiting. I know. They're they're all in my mentions. (laughs) Trust me. I know. (laughs) The next one is from at MMT Zombie Brains. Some creative names here, man. Um, (laughs) What are your hobbies outside of fantasy football? Um, I have, I'm a comic book geek, um, except I'm not, so this is how nerdy I am. You know, while the rest of the world is arguing between Marvel and DC, like I'm sitting here reading image comics. Uh, like I'm, I'm the third, I'm the third party candidate when it comes to like comic books. Uh, you know, I, I do that. Like I said, I, I still, you know, I, I, I am very much into animation, even though I can't draw, but I watch a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, I like, I enjoy cooking. Um, I have sort of have a half-hearted uh, hobby as in bicycle repair. I've rebuilt and repainted a couple of old bicycles, so I, I kind of enjoy doing that. That's an interesting um, one. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, How'd you get into that? Yeah, but, uh, it started actually originally. My brother-in-law gave me an old beach cruiser that he had, um, and I decided I didn't quite like the way it was set up. It was a multi-gear. I mean, I'm getting super nerdy here, but it's like a multi-gear, uh, you know handbrake bike and i just wanted it to be a classic simple fixed gear pedal brake beach cruiser so uh i took it apart stripped it down sanded it pro tip never sand a bike by hand it sucks (laughs) um sanded it repainted it just completely changed the gears and everything and uh yeah it's great you know i take it out to the beach and cruise up and down the coast it's uh we have a good time very cool very cool man that sounds difficult though doesn't sound easy. You know, it was, it was, it was not. Honestly, the, the hardest part really was, uh, again, sanding it by hand sucked. That that took a couple of weeks. It was just kind of like I'd come home from work and I would work on it for a little bit. Um, and the guys at the bike shop got to know me pretty well because I was in there every few days, or certainly over the weekends. I go in there and ask them questions and buy parts and return the parts that didn't fit so uh the guys at my local bike shop got to know me and they saw me coming after a while wow marcus grant the bike the bike cruiser repairman (laughs) rebuilder who knew who knew man (laughs) the next one is from at yeah underscore yeah underscore cam l um and his question his is he says uh gillisey dalvin cook or cj anderson as running back two if you had to pick one of those three which one would you prefer Right now, it's Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, Gillisley, one, I, you know, I, I wrote recently about trying to figure out the Patriots' backfield, and at that moment, I think I put Gillisley ahead, and then since then, he has not played, and Rex Burkhead's been balling. So, um, you know, that, that whole piece had about 48 hours of shelf life before the <laughs> Patriots made me look silly. Um, I, I just, you know, I think he still has a role. I just need him to get on the field, and until he gets on the field, you know, guys like Burkhead and James White and even Brandon Bolden are kind of getting ahead of him in the pecking order. Um, you know, I, I love Dalvin Cook. I want to stick up for C.J. Anderson. I mean, we're from the same hometown, both from Vallejo, California. I, I want to love him, but I just I have so many questions about that Broncos offense right now. I mean, you know, they've, they've named Trevor Simeon the starter at quarterback, which sort of helps with uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. But I worry about that offensive line. I worry about Anderson himself. He's been banged up a little bit the last couple of years. So I'm not quite as confident uh, in him as, as I would like to be. So for me, it's it's Dalvin Cook going away. Yeah, C.J. Anderson's an interesting one, right? Cause, I mean, he seems to have like a chip on his shoulder. I see him like tweeting stuff, and it's like he seems like because a lot of people seem to be doubting him at this point. You know, they from a lot of people kind of just gave up on him already. Um, so he's an interesting guy as far as that goes. You know, whether he could really bounce back like that. Yeah, I, and you know, th- just there are no there are no clear answers in the Broncos' running game right now. I mean, because you've got Anderson there. Uh, you know, I don't know that anybody really believes in Devontae Booker. Uh, D'Angelo Henderson has gotten a little bit of love, I think, in the last couple of weeks, yeah, but still not enough that, that people are looking to draft him. And then, you know, Jamal Charles, I mean, he's kind of a, an absolute end of draft dart throw. And, and there's talk that he might not even make the roster, depending on how things go in the next week or so. So it's just that that is one of the cloudier backfields, I think, right now in fantasy. Totally agree. Um, the next one is from at Joja Dogs, and he says, "If you reach deep down into the dark depths of fantasy, who are a couple of stashes that you think may end up being, you know, fantasy relevant or having some value?" Oh, uh, see, wow, we're going deep. Like, I, I keep saying Cooper Cup. Like, I don't know if he's still deep anymore. Like, I feel like people are starting to clue into Cooper Cup, but he put on a little um, bit of show the- against my Raiders, so. He put on a show, well, and you know, <laughs> obviously living living in LA, we see a lot of the Rams, and we hear a lot about the Rams down here. But um, just watching them, they throw him the ball a lot. Yeah, um, golf seemed to really know, trust and, him. 
Goff really trusts trusts him, and he's you know he's basically a big slot receiver, so he's going to run a lot of short intermediate routes. He's going to be the outlet when I think when Goff gets in trouble, and so you know especially PPR wise, Cooper Cup's going to I think he's going to do great this year. He may not have a ton of yards. I keep saying he may be kind of a Julian Edelman where he gets a lot of targets and a lot of catches, but like the yardage numbers don't quite match up. That could be Cup this year, but I think he gets a lot of work. Uh, another name that I'm I'm really big. Two more names. Adam Thielen in Minnesota that I really like. Uh, we saw he, he finished strong last year, and I think he, he picks it up this year. And then for tight ends, especially Dynasty or Keeper Leagues, Austin Hooper, I think is this is the year that he takes a step forward at the tight end position, which the more tight ends we can get who are productive in fantasy, I think the better off we're going to be because we're really reaching right now. Um, I, I, I liked him and Hunter Henry a lot last year. Henry obviously popped last year. Hooper not quite so much. But I think this is the year we start to see Austin Hooper take that step forward. Yeah, and, and speaking of Henry, do you think um, you know Gates has another year still in him that he's going to be relevant, or do you think Henry's going to kind of take that over? I think Gates will be relevant around the red zone, particularly um, the the Chargers and Philip Rivers, especially. They really haven't made a secret of the fact that they want to get Antonio Gates that tight end touchdown record. They yeah. want him to pass. They want him to pass Tony Gonzalez. Um, so they, they haven't really they haven't made a secret of that. So I think especially early in the year when the Chargers get down in the red zone, they get close to the goal line. I think you're going to see a lot of Antonio Gates. And so this this may be one more really frustrating year if you have Hunter Henry uh, because, he, he you know, the touchdown production might not be exactly where you want it to be. Um, but uh, you know, if you've got him in a dynasty league, keep the faith because uh, his day is coming. It's coming real soon. Fair, that's fair. There you go, Georgia. He got some deep stashes there. Um, there you go. The, the, the last question that I wanted to ask was uh, at the Omega Ginger. He's asking, do you think there's any chance uh, Le'Veon Bell sticks to his guns and holds out all year? No, I don't think so. In fact, he's he has said that he expects to be there by week one and and, and he'll be ready to play. So uh, I would be I would be shocked if if he does not come back at all this year. Um, you know, the, the only fear for me is when he's back, not that he'll be out of shape, but we've seen plenty of times running backs who hold out, especially uh, those first couple of weeks, they start dealing with kind of soft tissue injuries and you got to deal with hamstrings and and that sort of stuff. So that is a little bit of a concern, but man, we're talking about Lev Bell, dude. If he's on the field, then you're you're drafting him in the top three, and you're not looking back, and, and you're going to play him every single week. Yeah, for sure. And if he comes back week one, do you think that the Steelers have caved in somewhat and given him money, or do you think he's just coming back? No, I think it's just that he's coming back. <laughs> so he's been taking a little the, the break, Steelers, basically. Yeah, you know, like the Steelers aren't they're not the kind of team that's going to cave and they're going to fold and suddenly, you know, just offer you everything you want. So I, I think if, if Le'Veon Bell or when Le'Veon Bell comes back, it's because he's decided that maybe he's made his point. Now it's time to get in and play some football. Um, Cause I the, look the, the Steelers, that train's leaving with or without him. So he, he better probably get on board. Yeah. And they got that rookie James Conner, man. He might have some value. He played well. Yeah, he's been playing well in the preseason too. So we'll see, yeah. we'll see how that goes. And that was it for the uh, the listener questions. So that's it from the Clock Dodgers on that. The uh, the last thing I want to do, man, so we don't take up too much of your time here, is foul or no foul. You know, you know how okay. I like to do this. So we're gonna jump over to foul yeah, yeah. or no foul. You ready for that? Let's do it. All right, let's do that. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. And again, to anyone new who's not familiar with it, I'm going to throw statements at Marcus, um, and some of them may be ridiculous, some may not be, but to Marcus, if he agrees with the statement that he hears, then there's no foul, there's no flag, you're not calling nothing on it, you agree with it. Um, if you disagree with it, then there's a foul on the, call, on, on, the, on the statement, and you don't agree with it, you're throwing that flag, blowing the whistle, whatever you want to call it. Um, so the first statement that I have here is, you know, NBA teams started wearing, uh, this season coming up, they're going to have ads on their jerseys, like a little logo uh, for whoever is sponsoring the team, and some sense for their jersey so the uh the, qu- the statement is ads on jerseys will make it to the nfl sooner rather than later foul or no foul um ooh, sooner rather than later i'm gonna go foul on that one i do think it's gonna happen i mean i think it's just going to happen across all sports at some point because that's just the way of the world um but you know when it comes to things like that i think the nfl has it has been slower to move and i you know i don't i'm not making a value judgment it is what it is um, they just have kind of been a little bit slower. The NBA has been very out front. I think the NBA has been of the of the major sports leagues in America. They've probably been the most innovative. So it doesn't surprise me that they are first on this. Um, but I, I think it'll be a, still a little while before you see them on on NFL 
in-game jerseys. I mean, maybe practice jerseys, stuff like that, you'll see them, but I think it'll be a while before you see them on in-game jerseys. Gotcha. Yeah, money makes the world go round, so we have to assume at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting, too. Uh, my Orlando Magic, man, they got Disney on the logo, dude. Like, how, oh, of course. Isn't it's that, it's, it's, it's Orlando, not like, though, right? Yeah, isn't that, like, so, like, perfect of a match? Like, the Orlando Magic, Disney, it's all magical. Like, come well, on. I, I'm I'm waiting for it to happen, you know, out here with maybe the Clippers or something too. You know, I mean, I, there, there's Disneyland out here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney tried to jump on and, and see if they can get two teams. I wonder if they can. That'd be interesting. Well, maybe can. Maybe can. Yeah. Hey, you got the money. Why not? Yeah, right? Exactly. They definitely have that. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the next one is from uh, at JJK, and he says Cam Newton will not be a top twelve quarterback this season. Foul or no foul? Uh, no foul. I I can believe that. Um. I, I like I said, I, I think part of it is that they want to get the football out of his hands as much as possible. And you know, part of what has made Cam so great, you know, both on the field and in fantasy, is his ability to run and, and the yards he picks up and the touchdowns he gets there. I think if you start to take some of that out of his game, I think his production drops a little bit. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback, but I think, you know, he's a guy who historically has struggled with his accuracy. Um, you know, I, I still think the Panthers are looking for a big game breaking downfield threat in the passing game. They don't really have one of those just yet. So for as much as Christian McCaffrey, I think can do, um, I do think that you're going to see Cam not be a, a top 10 or top 12 quarterback. I think, I think that's a perfectly legitimate statement. And, and, and if he was to be that, what, what would it take? Would it take him to run a lot of touchdowns again? Would it take someone like KB to take his game to another level? I mean, what, what do you think it would take for him to be there? Yeah, I mean, I think I think having Kelvin Benjamin step up would, would go a long way. And, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see a bigger year out of Benjamin. I mean, last year was you know a quote unquote down year. Uh, he still was near a thousand yards and and put up a, a decent number of touchdowns. So I think he can get better. I think he can improve. Uh, the other thing would be if Cam decides he wants to still be the Panthers' goal line back because he has been their best goal line rusher for the last couple of years. Right, right. Uh, which if you have Jonathan Stewart, I'm sure has just frustrated the hell out of you. You know, they get down to the one and then Cam just reaches his six five body across the goal line. Okay. So uh, I think he. I think he'd have to do that again, but I think he'd have to, you know, you, you talk about him maybe in the neighborhood of, of eight to 10 rushing touchdowns, and I'm, I'm not sure he can do that. Gotcha. That's fair. Um, the next one, McGregor versus Mayweather, man. It's this Sunday. I mean, this Saturday. I'm sorry. This Saturday, August 26th. So the statement is McGregor has a true shot at beating 49-0 Mayweather. Foul or no foul? I can't yell foul loud enough or quickly <laughs> enough on that. Um yeah, no, this, you know, look. I, I mean, is it a freak show, man? Way. Is it just a freak show, man? Is it just exactly to sell tickets? It okay. It is exactly, it's to sell tickets, it's to sell pay-per-views. It's it's a, you know, it's it literally is a circus is what this thing is going to be. And look, I, if it were the other way, if if Floyd were trying to, to fight McGregor in the octagon and they were going to, you know, it was going to be an MMA fight, like, it would flip the other direction. And Conor McGregor would have the absolute advantage. But you're talking about a guy who is not a boxer, Going against one of the you know one of the greatest fighters of all time. Yeah. Whether you love Floyd, whether you love Floyd or not, um, there's no denying what the dude has accomplished in the ring. And so now we're gonna take a guy who has never boxed before and gonna try to put him in there like this. It, it's this is this whole thing is silly. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. Obviously, all the people who are professional boxers, you know, say that right. They all say it's silly. Um, nobody's you know uh, McGregor doesn't stand a chance. That kind of stuff. Um, you see UFC fighters come out, and even a guy like Brendan Shaw, who's a retired fighter, is like really outspoken about it. Um, when, when they say that they think McGregor has a real shot, or um, if someone gets knocked out, it's McGregor knocking Mayweather out, things like that. Do you feel like that's just a pride thing? I mean, they obviously know a lot about fighting. So do you feel like it's just that you know they're sticking up for their for their sport kind of thing, or what do you think? That is yeah no, i think it is i mean it's I understandable it, you know? yeah yeah it's absolutely understandable and look I, if you know if for whatever reason mcgregor were to win i do think that's the way it happens it's that somehow he gets one shot you know you, right. you somehow get that one shot and you catch floyd but i mean what floyd is, is 49 and 0 like nobody nobody has caught floyd yet yeah um i i'm not sure that that you know conor mcgregor is the guy to do it look i i, I know people are gonna watch this fight 
I'm going to just tell you to, you know, I don't know, save some money and go rent the Great White Hype <laughs> and, you know, have a couple of hours with a couple of pops and some popcorn and, you know, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, I think it's $100, right? I mean, that's a lot, right. that's a lot <laughs> Yeah. That's a no, lot. No thanks. No thanks. <laughs> that's a lot. I'm sure you can go to a real circus for less than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the next foul or no foul. Martavis Bryant will perform this season like he never left. Foul or no foul? <sighs> Oof. Um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go no foul on that. Now, the first thing is we need him to actually officially be reinstated. This is true. Uh, and like, and get him back on the <laughs> field. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go no foul on that. I, I think he has, you know, obviously he's been away, but he hasn't been away, you know, crazy long. Um, and he's just, he's in an offense where he's just ready to perform. I mean, having Antonio Brown on one side is going to help anybody. It doesn't matter who you are, but Bryant's speed, his athletic ability. I mean, there's a reason they call him the alien uh, with that offense. When it's all humming and everybody is there, you know, provided left bell is back for week one. I think they just go back to being a machine again. And I think Martavis Bryant uh, is back to being a legit, probably a wide receiver too, for most fantasy teams. Yeah. I so hope it does too, just for like the storyline, just to get out of that negative, um, you know, that vibe that we have. Cause you keep hearing about guys like, you know, I feel like, you know, more and more we hear guys like him, Gordon, all these guys. And it's like, I even heard, I think it was Hawkins. I think it was uh, Gordon's former teammate saying like how, like if he was still in the league right now, he'd be a top five wide receiver. Like he's just never seen a guy like him, all this kind of stuff. It's like, man, I hate hearing those stories. Like hopefully this is a, a real redemption one, you know, like this actually works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. No, I mean, like, I mean, obviously we got Bryant. You mentioned Josh Gordon. Like, hey, by the way, by the way, yeah, PSA, everybody, just, that dream's over. Like, yeah. just just give up. Like every every couple of months, Twitter gets all buzzy about you know Josh Gordon maybe getting reinstated. Like, come on, guys, that that dream's over. We can move on. He, he, uh, yeah, he, just, he keeps you, do, he keeps doing it to us, man. He drags us out with a tweet or something. He's like, God bless, and it's like, oh, we just so funny. <laughs> I mean, like I remember it was like a month or so ago. He tweeted like, God is good, and everybody went all like nuts. And I was like, you know, I don't know, like maybe he just got tickets to go see Jay Z or something. <laughs> Like, you know, like he didn't say what it was. He just said God is good. Like that could be that could be a lot of reasons. Of yeah, like, it could be any number of things. So, uh, but you did mention Justin Blackman too, because he's another one who yep. who came in the league with a lot of promise, and then obviously you know ran afoul of the uh, you know the, the the drug policy in the NFL, and and you know we haven't seen him in in forever. So. Ah, no, I get where you're coming from. It's frustrating sometimes. Yeah, I just want one success story, man. Just give me one. Just one. <laughs> the, the, la- <laughs> the last one, man. USC at number four on the 2017 Associated Press preseason poll is a fair ranking. Foul or no foul? Well, you know, I, I mean, I can't, I can't come on here and say foul on that, right? Like, you know, you know I can't do that. Uh, so I got to go no foul. But I, I will say as a fan, like, I get nervous, man. It just it makes me nervous, and and I remember I remember the heyday of Pete Carroll when Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart and those guys were there. Uh, I will say this: when you are a fan of a team that has championship expectations and they're ranked really highly, every week, like when when your team wins, you're not necessarily happy. You're just relieved. You're relieved <laughs> that they didn't lose, uh, you know. And like and you know, if something happens and they do lose, then your world is wrecked for like an entire week. So, uh, you know, I do think it's fair. I'm excited about it, but I will tell you that I am super nervous going into this season. Uh, so, I mean, as a big fan of the team, uh, who who are you looking forward to seeing this year out of USC? What guys? Um. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, having having Sam Darnold there and, and him getting all this hype is going to be exciting. Uh, I, I love watching Ronald Jones play the running back spot. I'm very curious about about this uh, the defense too. Like defensively, they're a really good team, especially kind of near the end of the year. Uh, guys like Cam Smith, uh, Porter Gustin on the defensive side of the ball, I think are going to be really interesting to watch. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it should be a fun year. The one thing I'm worried about is that they lost a lot at the wide receiver spot. Uh, a lot of guys either graduated or went to the pros. So it, it's going to be interesting to watch uh, watch them kind of build their wide receiver core again this year. Sounds good, man. We'll see. We'll see number four holds true. Um, well, man, listen, we're, we're, at, we're at the end of the road here, man, for the episode. We, we knocked it out. We, we did it in, in, in a good time here. Hopefully, I didn't take up too much of your time. Um, oh, good. I, I appreciate it, as always, that you come on here, man. Let the, um, the Clock Dodger family out here know where they can find you and where to find your work and stuff like that. Well, you can always find my work at NFL.com. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, we'll be back on the network on Fantasy Live starting on September 4th. So keep an eye out for that. And then uh, any number of social media platforms, Facebook. Uh, I'm most active probably on Twitter is where you see me probably the most. But uh, doing stuff on Snapchat, doing stuff on Instagram. You can ask me fantasy questions there. I'm, I'm, I'm dishing out advice. 
Uh, I'm in more places than anybody actually ever needs to see me. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, is, that is where you can find me. You're definitely spreading the love around on social media. And on the Instagram thing, what's that thing called again that you did? I like that story thing. Uh, T- oh, T- I, I still just knew this year, TGIF. Thank goodness it's fantasy. Um, yeah, so I you know, come in, you know, do a little bit of every week. I'll do a sleeper, deep sleeper, a uh, potential bust, and a player to be aware of. And uh, answer some questions, do some shenanigans. I also do the same thing uh, on Snapchat for okay. anybody who follows me there. Uh, I Mondays with Marcus. So actually there'll be one out, uh, on, on Monday night. So, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm all over the place. I, you know, nobody needs this much of me, but here I am. Yeah. I see on Instagram. I said, look at Marcus getting all high tech over here, <laughs> all, getting all fancy on us. <sighs> oh man, that's good stuff, man. Well, I, again, man, I appreciate it. You know, I always ask, like I said, man, I always ask the guests to leave us with something here, a message, some advice on anything you want, man. You can give us some bicycle advice now that I know you're an expert at it. I mean, any, <laughs> anything you want, man, what would what do you want to leave the Clark Dodger listeners out there with? Uh, I mean, yeah, bikes, bikes are great. Get out on your bike. I mean, it's, I, I will say this. I remember the first time, uh, I, I, when I got a bike again, as a grown up. I had one as a kid was always all, all over the place, uh, as a kid. Then I got one as a grown up, and I remember the first time being out on the bike again. And it just felt like I was 12 years old and like, just kind of being out and free in the wind in your hair. And it's just, uh, I recommend it. And especially now it's still summer, you know, across the country, the weather's still nice in most places. Man, if you can get out, get a bike, be free, uh, I totally recommend it. Just don't get all fancy and sand it, right? Yeah, you know, at least if you sand it, you know, like get a machine sander <laughs> or something, like a sand. Just just don't do it by hand. Gotcha. If, if anything, guys, take away that fact. Do not sand your bike by hand. <laughs> do not sand a bike by hand. That yeah, is the most important fact of this episode, yes. <laughs> <laughs> again, Marcus, I, man, I, seriously, I can't thank you enough. I really, It's always good chatting with you. It's always a good time. So thank you again, man, for uh, stopping by. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, man. Absolutely. Likewise. Have a good day, man. Enjoy, you know, enjoy the rest of your week here and uh look for that get don't forget to order that fight, man. Don't forget to order that man. Yeah, right. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, you you hit me up on Twitter, you let me know how it worked out. Okay. That's that's a deal. <laughs> Later, man. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. And that's all she wrote, folks. I appreciate Marcus again for coming to the podcast. Such a good dude, funny guy, smart dude, fun to talk to, right? So again, you heard him. If you want to follow him on Twitter, which is probably the best spot to to follow him on as far as just interacting with him, uh, you want to follow at Marcus G, and that's M-A-R-C-A-S-G, M-A-R-C-A-S-G. That's on Twitter. Follow Marcus on Twitter, guys. Hit him up. Let him know you appreciated his time on the podcast. You know, you enjoyed it. You hope he comes back soon. Uh, Again, thank you guys for making it through the whole podcast, for enjoying all the content, consuming it all. I really appreciate it. You guys know how I like to end these things. I always like to discuss some things, right? So I want to just talk about some things really quick. The episode actually, I'm actually recording this outro after the fact. So um, I'm, I'm recording this after the Mayweather fight, actually. So Mayweather, McGregor, it went down. Mayweather came out on top. Shout out to both of the guys, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was concerned. You heard me and Marcus talk about it. Like, we weren't sure how this was going to end, you know, whether it was just a circus and um, somebody would win in one or two rounds. Uh, if somebody was in the, if McGregor was going to get disqualified for head kick in Mayweather, I didn't know what was going to happen. I had no idea what to expect. I thought, man, I hope a lot of people don't waste $100. $100 plus, you know, for whatever else you got, the, the beer, the food, you know, whatever you did. So shout out to McGregor and Mayweather for actually making it entertaining. The end result, not a surprise, right? If you haven't watched it yet, I mean, I don't know. Is there a spoiler alert for boxing? I have no clue. But if there is one, this is where it would happen because I'm going to tell you. Um, Mayweather won to nobody's surprise. McGregor looked good. He just got fatigued at the end, right? I don't think he was physically hurt by Mayweather. Um, I think that he just got tired, and that's just the way it happens, man. You know, the guy's never fought in a professional boxing match. So uh, 50-0 to Mayweather. Again, respect to him. He, 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 uh, he took the match straight up. You know, he didn't run or play defensive like a lot of people like to knock him for. Um, so, you know, salute to him for that. Congrats to both the guys. They both just became rich as fuck. Uh, well, they already were rich as fuck, but even richer now. (laughs) And if they ran it back again, we'd probably do it all over again. Um, But again, entertaining. It was better than Pacquiao Mayweather. I don't care what what you say. Don't at me and say, oh my God, you're hating on Pacquiao. No, it was literally better than Pacquiao Mayweather. That fight was horrible. It was a horrible fight to watch. It wasn't even exciting, really. Again, this is coming from a, uh, you know, novice 
boxing fan. I'm not like some guru or anything, but it just what for, for for my eyes as a person who doesn't watch you know a, a a whole lot of boxing, it just wasn't entertaining. The Pacquiao Mayweather fight, it just wasn't really that for me. But this fight was good. So again, uh, congrats to them both. Wish them both nothing but success. They handled it like gentlemen, you know, on the way out because they handled it as rich gentlemen on the way out because that's where they just got a whole lot richer. But uh, shout out to them again. No halftime is a sponsor of the Clock Dodgers podcast. I appreciate it if you guys go on there, try out the app. It's important for me to express to you guys that I never take on sponsors or do anything where I feel like you know you guys won't get value in it or you guys won't enjoy it or that I wouldn't use it. Um, this this is an app I believe in and a, and, a, and a team of people behind it that I believe in. I got the promo code Clock for you, C L O C K, so you get that five dollars off rip. Uh, to, to try it out and test it out. Don't forget, they're going to be giving away two free tickets each week during the NFL season to NFL games. Uh, but o- you only get that if you're playing, though. You know what I mean? If you're active and you're using it. So that's a big thing. I I, I can use two free tickets. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I, last year they did it, and I tried to win them then, too. And I'm going to try to win them again this year. So no shame in my game. No halftime. Sponsor of the Cloud Dodgers podcast. We su- They support us. All I ask is that you support them the Clock Dodger way. If you haven't visited cloudodgers.com lately, you're doing yourself a disservice. If you're new to the podcast and you're not familiar with cloudodgers.com, um, it's, the, it's the official website. So it's where you go for um, anything Clock Dodgers. So uh, I know you guys are subscribed to the podcast, but if you wanted to, you can actually listen to it from the website because I post every single episode on the website. But there's also a lot of unique content um, from guys who contribute to the website. Um, you got fantasy football content, which is extremely strong on there. Uh, you got guys doing uh, golf DFS, NASCAR DFS. Um, there's some, uh, it's also where you post a lot of the, if we do YouTube, when we do YouTube videos, um, you can catch a lot of them on there. I just post cool videos sometimes that I find around the internet. Um, so it's kind of a, you know, a catch all for stuff like that. Not to mention you can go there to uh, get direct links to the t-shirts that we sell, the wristbands that we sell. Um, you know, if you want to get onto any of the social media platforms that we use, you can follow us directly through there, uh, including stuff like the sleeper bot, uh, chat room that we have, or the fancy life chat room that we have. Everything is on there. So it's really just a catch all quick, easy way for you to get all this exclusive content that we have guys creating. Um, I mean, we have things like census rankings, um, unique articles. Right now, we got uh, Swagzilla, Shane, he put an article up there for uh, veteran wide receivers. Can he get a senior discount, uh, which is an interesting take on, on vet wide receivers. Him and uh, Jason also brought, broke down some running back camp battles that I highly suggest you guys to uh, to check out before the season starts off. We only got one preseason game left, so it's an important article. Um, you know, the census rankings are on there. Uh, guys like Nick making unique articles. Uh, I know my boy Eddie is going to have some new stuff soon as soon as the season kicks off to start his uh, his series up again. So it's a lot of good stuff. If you're interested in contributing, if you're, like, you're not already uh, and you want a place to kind of put some stuff on uh, on, on the site and, and hold yourself accountable to it, you know, put your, put your, uh, you know, your, your name on it and let the world see it, hit me up. And it doesn't have to be football or sports stuff. I want anything you got, whether it's music reviews, TV show reviews, um, you know, literally anything. Uh, we will find a place for it if it's good stuff and people want it. So hit me up if you're interested in doing that. You can again get get to me on social media at Clock Dodgers, whether whatever your 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 social media poison of choices, Instagram, uh, Twitter, you can email me, uh, catch me out on Periscope. I, I scope from, from time to time, which I'm going to be doing more. But like, for instance, the DeAndre Hopkins ball we just gave away. Shout out to at Detroit Lions, if you know who he is. If you don't, well then, oh well, you better get familiar because he just got himself an autographed, autographed DeAndre Hopkins ball. I mean, seriously, You're giving away autographed stuff like for nothing, just for your, for your love. You know what I'm saying? So check him check check that out you know we do contests and stuff like that um but that was jake jake morish um so shout out to him he won the deandre hopkins ball we got a couple of people who won t-shirts uh wristbands um so yeah so yeah it's fun stuff we do it all the time we do stuff for charity we do all kinds of stuff but guys i need your support you know what i mean i need you to subscribe to the podcast i need you to share it around to people i need you to leave reviews um, those kind of things are what help fuel the machine, right? It's the only way we can move. You know what I mean? The only way we can get bigger and better and continue to improve on the product and the content and the world that we help is through stuff. People like you guys. That's it. My Cloud Dodger family. Without without you guys, 
this doesn't exist. So let's let's keep moving strong. Let's keep having fun. Shout out to those who uh, watch Game of Thrones. By the time you hear this, um, the the finale probably happened. Yeah, it will it will definitely have happened. So if you've heard this, the finale happened. You know, a recap episode is coming for that. Um, I think that's some of the major things that are going on right now. As always, guys, I love when you reach out to me. You know where to find me at. Um, let's do that. Let's make it happen. If you have any suggestions, ideas guest requests that you want to hear on here, types of guests, even if you just have a style of guests that you want to hear, uh, whether it's a certain kind of career that someone's doing or a certain motivational person or a certain topic, uh, movie, subject, music, whatever, let me know. I'm more than you know willing to go out there and chase those guests down that you, that you guys want to hear from. You know, So let me know. Again, guys, I appreciate your time, your love, your energy. As always, as always, I appreciate it all. I appreciate it. It makes this thing beautiful. It makes life better that we're doing this. I promise you. (laughs) Uh, Guys, that's it. Marcus Grant. Shout out to Marcus Grant. As always, man. Be kind. Be great. Keep dodging. Visit ClockDodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at ClockDodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.